Welcome back to Cast Me to Hell with me, Seb. And me, Robbie. And this week, we are delving into our 12th episode. Yeah. And this are. week, we are looking at the film Midsummer. Yeah, it's quite a... Um, it's a bit of a divisive film, isn't it? Um, it, it certainly is. Now, uh, Robbie runs our social media, and that... I. I believe that is by far our largest yeah, ever definitely. amount of comments to just saying that you're going to watch a film. <laughs> yeah, I just asked people their thoughts, and we, we got quite a lot of uh, a lot of people replying to it, and a lot of people um, saying that they either loved it or they absolutely hated it. So, and, and it's been it's definitely a very divisive film. It said it um, is. Yeah. <laughs> that was my phone falling out of my pocket. Remember, this is Cast Me to Hell Raw. We are not uh, as uh, well put together <laughs> as we usually would be. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the like as you as you mentioned, the like not only is it divisive, but people seem to go one way or the other. It's yeah. literally either the best one of the best horror films I've ever seen, or it's literally one of the worst horror films I've ever seen. And it's either groundbreaking. Yeah. It's like nothing before it, or it's basically a ripoff of The Wicker Man. <laughs> yeah, we've definitely got yeah some comments about that. Yeah, um, and I think on top of that, it, it's just it's it is strange this this reaction that you've got to this kind of film. Like after the first one was a little bit divisive, to be fair. I know a lot of people like yeah critics loved Hereditary, and I know that a lot. Uh, quite a lot of audience I remember go. I remember hearing about people going to see it and being like they'd walk out they'd leave the, they didn't watch the whole film or they watched it and they were just like that was nothing like the trailer sold it as yeah. that kind of thing which I think like might have been a little bit true um, and kind of to jump into what we've been watching to kind of have a little bit of background of this because we normally start with a little bit of that mine of what I've been watching was actually Hereditary. I'd never okay. seen Hereditary, so yeah, that and like I wanted to know what his whole like. This is his whole work. It's two films so far. It, yeah, Ari Aster's done two films, and this is you know this is it. And I felt like going into Midsummer, I felt like you know what, I need to see Hereditary and then Midsummer, and. I think I text you at like three o'clock, <laughs> yeah, four o'clock yeah, in the morning. You at half three in the morning. I started watching Hereditary, and then I decided, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go for it. I'm not tired at all for some reason tonight. I'm gonna watch it, and I watch. I, I plan to watch maybe. Oh, I'll start watching a bit of Midsummer. You know, finish it off tomorrow or something like that. Yeah. And I watched the whole thing. Um, and I'm not going to put any more onto why that may or may <laughs> not have been. I'm, I'm not going to give any verdicts on that yet. But um, so for me, hereditary. So I'm not going to go in depth for anything like that. But because we're kind of talking about Ari Aster and occasionally we probably will mention a little bit of these other film we've seen of him because that's all we've got to go off kind yeah. of thing. Um, but hereditary for me was I had never wanted to, I, I, I barely wanted to see the film because the trailer basically get put me off the film completely. Yeah. Um, it looked like one of those slow kind of horror films that we see more and more. Beautifully shot, great actors, but kind of it that hides the fact that inside of the film is something a bit more hollow that I always find that, yeah. that they seem to think that this is like greater than it should be. And I, I'm not saying at all that I thought it was a bad film. I don't think it's a bad film at all. Uh, hereditary. I, like there were parts of it that I thought were good and we're going to have spoilers and stuff anyway. So um, the bit with um, uh, uh, 
Charlie, the daughter, yeah. when it gets her head lopped off. Yeah. I had had, that was the only part of the film I actually had ruined for me. Okay. Uh, I'd seen, there's a, out there, uh, I believe like Zavi or something like that website, they've created a, um, a puzzle, which yeah. is her head, okay. her dismembered <laughs> head puzzle. So I saw that on the website and I was like, oh, okay. So I guess she died, which that's the only thing that subverted my expectations with this film was obviously the trailer sold it and you made it kind of look like a, about a creepy little girl. Yeah, that's what I thought it was going to you know. be. Um, so I guess in that way, it subverted the expectation. My only problem was once that had been subverted, I was like, okay, so it's not the little girl. The problem was I pretty much predicted what the rest of the film was going to be from there. Like as soon as I was like, okay, it's called hereditary. It runs in the blood. It runs in the family. It's thing. And to jump to the end with it being a clan, a cult that follows, but it follows in the family. And it's the same possession that passes through the family kind of thing to build it up into that way. And I, I read after it things from Ari Aster and things like that that talked about um, that talked about how he wanted it to all be hidden till the end, and so you don't work any of that out until the end. But for me, I, even though I hadn't had anything spoiled for me except for the head, yeah, it didn't suddenly seem like this. Oh wow, yeah, oh wow, that's really interesting. I was just like. I, I've seen this in a million other horror films. Yeah, I, I've seen this before. I kind of got the same with her. Anyway. And I got like, I was like, this isn't anything like it's be- like the as I said. My only problem is that it's beautifully shot, beautifully looking, um, but they just I just didn't feel like there was actually that much more to it. I didn't actually feel like the characters were that interesting, yeah. and I didn't feel like the story that we went on was worth that ending. I just kind of felt like, yeah, I, I get it. And that, that's perfectly fine. And the film, I thought, was perfectly fine. Um, but I've, I feel like very much that it is kind of just that kind of that kind of shell of like there's great there's some good moments. Tony Collette is very good. Tony Collette's great. Um, yeah. The bit when she's lopping off her own head, it like works very yeah. well. But it's kind of one of those of a few pieces, a few good pieces, and a beautiful look. The, the fact that those yeah. pieces look beautiful, you know it doesn't make a beautiful vase. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you can have the pieces, but it's not all there. And also for a supernatural film that I was watching at midnight for the first time ever, I would have expected to get at least a little bit creeped out. I've got quite an old house. So yeah, you it's are. kind of a creaky house. So yeah. I would have expected to get a bit creeped out. Not that I get really that scared by horror films, but I, I didn't really get any, there was nothing that kind of there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, I, it just wasn't, it certainly didn't feel a, worth the hype that i had heard around yeah, definitely. it and um i mean before we get stuck into to midsummer particularly my kind of thing with um with ariasta films is that they the they have they're quite unsettling and you never yeah. quite feel comfortable and there's always an, a feeling of uneasiness but it's very rarely do you feel terrified or do you feel extremely scared you know but it's just there's just like an undercurrent of uneasiness that, that goes throughout the films um and yeah. they, they use this term elevated horror which i absolutely hate i mean this is this is the thing these kind um it's hard to kind of talk about like as, as i've started this off now but it's kind of hard to talk about one without the, like a little bit of midsummer um but this is it's the same reason i didn't the trailer the second i watched from hereditary that i was like because I've, there are plenty of other horror films like this. Ari Aster is not alone in making these kind of horror films. But to me, these don't feel like true horror films to me. Yeah. Like this elevated horror. To me, it, it screams of, 
I'm a horror film that's trying to be an Oscar-worthy horror film. Yeah. It's like when you hear a, a Oscar-worthy film is great, and then you watch the film and go, "Yeah, it was. It was okay. It, yeah. it was pretty good. It wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't mind-blowing. Basically, you know like I mean? anything Tom Hanks stars. You know what I mean? Is. It's like the um, it, it's that effect of it, it builds a lot of buzz. It thinks it looks great, so you assume you assume it's great. It's kind of the Avatar effect. Yeah, it looks amazing. You've heard great things. People were amazed by it. You go back and watch it a couple of times later and then go, wow, this is like the most simplistic story like ever. It looks fantastic. It still does. And I've said that with Hereditary. It still looks great. I just can't find much more to dig. Like, There's not as yeah. much to dig into it as I thought I would find. Although that's one thing that I have heard is, unlike Avatar, for instance, looks great and then... It, it's you have that buzz and that hype surrounding it, and then when you watch it back, it feels quite hollow. I've heard with Ari Aster films um, that there's a lot of hidden stuff within the within his films. There's a lot of yeah. setup and there's a lot of stuff like that. And I've heard that these films can be better on second viewing. Yeah. Um, and just to well, be kind of, I have watched Midsummer twice. You have okay. because I heard that. I read that on your thing, and I was like, right, to make it fair enough, I've got to go and watch it again twice. Okay. So I did put myself through that again. And uh, I d- uh, do we have? Are we going straight into Midsummer? I don't know if you had anything to I've, share before. I, I've basically been <laughs> been off work for this week, so I haven't really been watching anything other than Brooklyn Nine Nine and Couples Come Dying with Me. <laughs> yeah. so regarding, regarding what I'm watching, I don't have anything to contribute. <laughs> so I, I've, been, I've been watching other things. My I'm still doing the the hundred film challenge and yeah. things like that. Um, and some of those films actually helped me inspire of what I thought about this film because I was watching other fantastic films, thinking of that. Like I started reflecting on this film. So one thing I can say that's good for this film is it it does kind of stay in your head. Yeah, it does kind of stick with you. Um, and just to put the divisiveness head on, the only problem was that I knew this film was divisive. I avoided reading reviews or, or yeah. looking at any of that. Lots of people on Twitter have linked us to those reviews and things that I personally avoided looking at them even after watching it until we after we've recorded this. I'm going to go back and have a look after, but yeah, I wanted to go completely like fresh in my mind of like what is it actually that I think, not what is it that yeah. other people think. And a lot of it. I kept finding was that I'm not so much um, dev- I'm not so much thinking about it over and over again because of necessarily what happened in the film. I'm thinking of it over and over again because I'm trying to work out why it's divisive. Like I, like, I understood why it was divisive, but because I've just seen such a reaction to it, I keep thinking about it. Think about how am I going to describe something that makes people not completely haters that justifies what I think about this film, kind of thing. Yeah. That's kind of thing. You know, what I mean, I'm overthinking it because I knew we'd have to talk about it, but it's not necessarily the film itself that made me i wasn't necessarily overthinking scenes from the film see i was i i was um because i i wasn't very well on tuesday like i said to you i keep getting these migraines and stuff like that and tuesday i basically just slept because i was not feeling great yeah. and i was actually lying on the sofa and i set an alarm for like 45 minutes or an hour and i went to try and have a nap and i spent the whole 45 minutes to an hour thinking about this film because I watched it on the Monday, I believed, and then on the Tuesday, yeah. I was I was ill, um, and I was thinking up, you know, why it had stuck with me, and partly because I was thinking of not only how beautifully shot it is, which obviously we will touch on, um, and we have touched on a little bit, but mainly because there were some plot points that 
for me, felt like they didn't go anywhere. And I was kind of wondering, uh, is there more about them on the second watch? And it kind of, I was, I was muddling between whether it's a really well-crafted, um, you know, whether it's a really well-crafted film in terms of yeah. you know, storyline and everything put together or whether it, it did, it didn't reach my expectations. I know I didn't hate the film, mm. but I don't, I, I, I can't say that I love it. Yeah. So I, I myself feel like I'm a bit divisive on it because there are some things, you know, when we talk more through the plot shortly, there were some, some decisions that kind of stuck with me. And I know there's a lot of talk about, the, the boyfriend character Christian being particularly gaslighting and emotionally abusive. Yeah. And then I was questioning, well, kind of was he, you know, or was that just, was that because but somebody said it? And I've heard people say it from both sides that Danny is also quite emotionally, and that both Christian is, but I've heard both of them arguing yeah. the point. There's a bit of a feminist, sexist like debate about this film. Uh, because a lot of people say that the film is meant to basically be a breakup film, but it's an existential horror film as well. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? And I can see that. Yeah, it I can see is. how it's a breakup film in a way. And I mean, I could, def- I could see how it is a breakup film, but at the same time, this is... I mean, somebody, somebody commented and they were like, um, they should have broke up in the first, like, 15 minutes mm. or first 10 minutes. And I was like... Yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah, but how many movies would be over <laughs> within the first? Oh, yeah. like absolutely. Minutes? Like that's not so that you can necessarily yeah. you've made the right decision. Like you can't be like we'd have so little films if people <laughs> yeah. made the right decision in like those time old. I mean, what's the old? The the best one is the Indiana Jones in the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, if Indiana Jones never actually took part in any of that the events of the film would have been exactly the same. And like, <laughs> and they might have killed Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's actually yeah, it's actually against the film that actually Indiana Jones is in the film. It should if it was yeah. just Raiders of the Lost Ark and nothing to do with Indiana Jones, then actually it might have been okay for that film. Like, or everything would have been exactly the same. So you yeah. can't really say should he have gone or shouldn't he have gone or should they have gone or shouldn't they? I like um, I mean let, let let's go into the opening of the film. Yeah. Let's try and work let's our, try work our way through. Our um, so, uh, I mean, the opening panel it's itself. It's like therapy. Yeah, this is like therapy. <laughs> Who touched you? <laughs> not, not you. Like, um, so, the opening of the film itself kind of gives away the whole story. The the, the tapestry. Yeah, so yeah. It, op- it opens up with, um, with a tapestry, which is very kind of folky and... and yeah, you can see the dancers. You can see the um, you can see the bear. You can see that like yeah, and it's split into like almost three parts, which is like the, the act one, act two, and act three. Yeah, yeah, and it gives away most of the key plot. At least once they're it like once they're in Sweden and they see those in Sweden, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it kind of gives away, especially more that part of the story. Kind well, of. I mean, I was actually looking at it earlier because whilst I was watching it, I was kind of trying to. I was just I was trying to not read into too much about it and just try to enjoy the film itself. Yeah. Um, and obviously, looking back at it, you can see you know um, Danny's parents and the murder suicide in there. Yeah. You can see Danny and um, Christian arguing and Pell watching, which I, I really like the character of Pell. We'll get into it later. And you can see kind of a lot of the story beats in there, which I did find was really interesting. Yeah. Um, 
and then it does cut to um, it does cut to kind of Danny. Yeah. Um, well, it's quite a nice subversion that because obviously, as I, I said, Ariaster with the hereditary tried to keep everything he possibly could from the audience. Yeah. Whether that worked or not, that's up to you know that's <laughs> subject preference. But um, the with this one is the fact that he lays it all out right at the beginning and then you know obviously although if you're saying and watch that obviously that's something you'll pick up again a second time it, it it's a nice it's a nice kind of thing um it's a nice thing to kind of uh, revisit i guess the i guess the thing with like looking at a nice thing like that is people will only really go back to it if they want to revisit it kind of thing so it's yeah. a nice thing in there but it would be lot like it goes by quite quick it doesn't spend too long on the screen kind of thing. So I guess if you were seeing it in a, say, cinema experience, it would kind of just be like, okay, yeah. And then like it's kind of lost on you, I guess, in that first viewing. So I understand how that can be a kind of, oh, you can go back to it and look at it. But it, uh, I don't know if it adds that that much in general. Maybe. It's just a cool little, like, it's more like, a, oh, there's a cool Easter egg kind of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, but we, we see that, um, you know, it's like uh, Danny, who was played by Florence, Pew, is it yeah, Florence yeah. Pugh. who I think you know is ninety five percent fantastic in this film, and is probably five percent a bit over overacting if you ask me. Um, but you, you know she's trying to get in contact with her sister, um, and she's trying to ring her, and um, it, oh, you know she's ringing her her boyfriend Christian, and he's with his friends, and they're just kind of saying you know like fuck her off, what's she doing? Yeah, um, and then. Uh, and th- this is I the mean, first point of contention. So yeah. it's very clear that um, Danny's sister has mental health issues and is, and is seriously struggling. Yeah. Um, and I think they mentioned that she's diagnosed as bipolar. Um, yeah, Danny mentions about her because of her bipolar to Christian, I believe, on like on the phone at one point as well. Yeah, and it's, it's very interesting. Um, and, and Danny is, sorry, Christian is kind of saying to her, because, you know, Danny can't get through to her sister and she's trying to say, you know, we need to go around. Should I go around that kind of stuff? Yeah. Um, and Christian kind of says, you know, well, she's got bipolar. She, you know, she does this. You can't always buy into buy into it and you have to kind of leave her to herself, that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm paraphrasing. I can't, yeah, remember, yeah. I can't remember the exact like, script. Yeah, yeah, um, and I know this is one point of contention because it's kind of set up to show how kind of the, this potentially emotionally abusive side of Christian. Yeah, I feel, well, the, I guess it's a, it's a, he's not thinking about her feelings and he's not thinking yeah. about her side of things. And as we go to, you know, the whole, as we find out where they're going and things like that. But um, it is, a, it is a little bit of a, okay, I, we understand that he needs to be emotionally there. But then I, I guess at the same time, it still comes down to the point of, what I've seen, like with a, a, like with other films, if I if I point out, say, um, a Star Is Born, yeah, uh, I don't know if you've seen that, I haven't seen but, it, but um, okay, there, there, there's a little bit of a spoiler, but there are like four different versions, and they all end the exact same way, which is that the male character dies. Yeah, okay, so sorry oh, for spoiling that. For <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> Thanks. But, uh, there you go. You it would have, but all I'm saying is that in that film, it's based on suicide, and then. Because Lady Gaga's character does a lot of dicky things, all I've seen from a feminist side of view is that 
um, she can't be to blame for his actions, which is completely true. Like he made his choices, yeah. he made his things. She couldn't look after him every single day. Now it's the exact reverse of what I'm seeing here, which is where basically, oh, Christian should be more attentive. He should be. But is it up to him to look after his Danny's daughter? Like Danny's daughter. girlfriend. <laughs> I was going to say daughter. Yeah. Then. That would be different. <laughs> that, would if be it was, that would be different. That would be different. It, like his sister, and it's not that he shouldn't be there. For, and I completely under, understand that he like he could definitely be less of a dick. Yeah, like, he is a dick. He is a dick. But it doesn't mean that he's completely abusing her yeah. because he's not, you know, just like coming to her every whim kind of thing. Yeah. And, and his friends are kind of painted straight away as dick as dickheads. I mean, you know, what I mean, I, I actually thought that Will Poulter was pretty good in this. Um, you know, he, the, he definitely he's 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 good. He's a very he's a very good actor. Yeah, because uh, um, he was originally Penny. He was originally going to be Pennywise until they really? got, yeah. He was the original casting choice for Pennywise until it swapped. Um, it swapped directors. Yeah, um, and when it swapped directors, it, it changed because originally the. That, that's a, it's just a weird fact off there that Will Porter was originally I can't remember what the director's name who was originally going to do it. Um, it's the same person I believe who did True Detective, I think I the TV know. series. Anyway, it, he, he he wanted to do the director wanted to do two films to split it, and the studio said no, we want to do one film to split it. When the yeah. director left with Will Porter, the other director comes on, and then you're like, oh, I guess okay, maybe <laughs> we'll do two films. <laughs> maybe so. Uh, yeah, yeah, sadly for Will Porter, he didn't get that. Not that uh, Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård has got the. Like he was great, but he hasn't necessarily like been catapulted into like huge fit because of it. But he's got extra roles at least. <laughs> yeah, but it came up, you know, it, it came, it came to myself when I was watching it. Um, is it him being doing gas gaslighting? And I don't know what, but I, don't, I, I mean, I won't lie, I don't know particularly know what gaslighting means. Um, I've heard vague things of what it is but i don't know enough to kind of boldly say this is or isn't yeah but it struck me as it made this was the first questioning point for me in a good way of is he is he this kind of character who is uncareless and is kind of you know doesn't give a shit or is he trying to get daddy to put boundaries in place and that kind of stuff um and i mean in my in my line of work i you know i deal with a lot of people uh, do deal with people with bipolar and it did kind of it did kind of make me feel like it was an interesting situation yeah. um but i think you know the the there's there's a lot within there to unpack and hopefully we'll, we'll get there as we go on um and it was but for me this was one of the first kind of points in me which made me question a lot about it and yeah. i think that's good because whilst i didn't think all of the characters were particularly amazing a lot of the characters made stupid choices and there's a lot of it that's weird but that kind of that for me made me think okay maybe we're going to get some three-dimensional characters here with a bit a bit of interesting and a bit of division in your own thinking about them um yeah i mean i guess for like in terms of character so um as as we go further into that like we'll develop as we go along but the i just i just do think that in terms of saying three-dimensional characters, I guess making us question whether someone's a dick or not, I mean, we can have that question whether it's a three-dimensional or a two-dimensional character. And for me, a lot of the characters never go beyond two-dimensional cutouts of stereotypes of what this guy could be or these group guys could be. Or even even Danny, who I think Florence... Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. That's a a tongue twist. Yeah, Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. Although I think she's a very good actress, and I think a lot of the actors in this film are very good actors, I just 
didn't quite feel like she was exactly the best representation of what this kind of, I understand the situation they were trying to put them in, but I didn't believe the representation. If they, if, if the intention of the film is to show the divisiveness between relationships and things like that, I don't think it was very well, I just didn't think it was very well represented between Jack Rayner's um, Christian. Christian and Florence Pugh's Danny. I don't think either side is well represented here. I think he comes across, obviously, he is a dick, and we do get those questions to read into it a little bit more about is he a dick or is he should you know like you said should he be setting boundaries and then with her you know she has every right to feel the way she does because yeah. of what happens yeah definitely. obviously exactly uh, in that way and then the, obviously the choices she makes are quite strange I guess a bit like, to go on this yeah. trip and things like that to go on the trip but um, but then I guess. My, my question is, does any of this make interesting, like, does it really make entertaining questions in a film? I don't think these representations, I, I just think it's been done better in far better other forms than it is here. And in, in this character, it's just kind of like, I wasn't rooting for either side of the, in the relationship. Yeah, I, was just like, I was just like, neither of you should be together, but also I don't think any of you friends group should even like, I just they 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 never came across to me as believable human beings. Was the yeah, I mean, no, that's what took me out of the film. Was the yeah, first thing. There was the didn't seem like a big friends. thing to me in the character. If the characters doesn't work early on, and obviously I, I watched this film twice, so it's not I, like this isn't me building saying it's completely awful because of that. But the characters were my major flaw half the time in this film. It's just decisions they made, the way they acted, the way they are. They just to me it was like. It was like they'd chosen a topic which is divisive because people are always going to feel different ways about the way the characters act. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that the, the actual act, that doesn't mean that the actual characters and the way that they're written actually are real representations of the way that those people yeah. would really act. You but, see what I mean? It was that kind of thing that kind of took me out of it. I mean, it's a, it's a fair, yeah, that's why I say it's an interesting film. And this, this episode might be a bit strange because it's not so much us just talking through a film and talking about dislikes, likes. Yeah, it's no. a strange one, isn't it? So it's got to be a strange episode. So <laughs> buckle in. Um, yeah, I mean, it's got. I feel like that's it. We're gonna, we're gonna have different points of view on different ideas. And yeah. it's gonna be. Um, so deal I think we should go matter. to the um, <laughs> go to the sisters' death. Yeah. So um, it's quite a well executed scene as we find out about that so as we uh, appear on the house and we see inside of a garage garage <laughs> garage garage garage, uh, yeah. garage whatever you are whatever country you're in it depends <laughs> um and we can see what looks like kind of smoke inside of there and your first thought is that because uh, because we kind of see danny's react we see a reaction from danny as we kind of find out what's happened here so you see her kind of break down and scream yeah. and then um we see it and we think that, okay, we've already heard about her bisopolar sister. She's worrying. She can't get through to her. So obviously we assume something yeah. bad's happened to her. First thing you think is that she's just killed herself in the car kind of thing. Yeah, she's that's what the, I thought. You know, that's what we thought. So, uh, and then it's actually two cars, which have both grown off, been connected to each other. And then we follow the tube and we see some firemen and things like that as we go yeah. and follow, kind of follow through the house, which is quite a nice shot. Is like from there to there. It's kind of nice the way it goes through and you're it's like following a, it. And you'd seen yeah. the parents at what you thought was alive in bed when she tried to call them on the answer phone before you. And obviously you didn't get to see the sister because... Yeah. Um, and we follow that and we follow upstairs and we see the parents and now they suddenly the shot has quite changed before, whereas they look quite 
pink cheeks or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> now they just look completely grey, and you can just see that they're they're dead and lifeless, and they're lying there, and the room is filling with smoke. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, and then it kind of, it kind of cuts to um, uh, it cuts to the event after, and um, I think this was one of the one of the first um, kind of big uh, big things that stood out for me. So after the after the suicide of the sister, um, and we see Christian comforting uh, Florence. Hugh's character Danny and she's doing this kind of like guttural scream isn't she and it's it's uncomfortable it's uncomfortable yeah that um, that, it was, that is one thing that was very uncomfortable um obviously yeah that, that whole part is quite unsettling um the because obviously we had this the sister with the tube in her mouth yeah which uh, was, horrible was quite a horrible way to think uh, a horrible way to die um I, I did question a little bit of the why to that extent would like it, it like why like it, it made a cool it looked, it looked cool, cool it right. looked cool and i guess it like um it was quite elaborate yeah, yeah. It, that that was that was one of the things on the second viewing that i thought back to myself and i thought i i did think that um why yeah why when um we're talking about the this film and um, i i guess I don't. I don't quite know how how to d- describe what category to put the film into when we talk about like elevated horror or something like that kind of thing. I mean, but, for me, I, I don't. I I don't really like the term elevated horror because no, it kind I, of it it makes it, it it makes it seem as if it's it's horror for snobs and horror for people who don't like horror. Yeah. You know? Um. Yeah. That, well, that's what I mean. Pretentious. Pretentious, um, yeah. Pretentious is something I thought of this film quite a lot, to be honest, in my head, though. I did no, get yeah, quite definitely. a pretentious feeling. Um, but I guess the, the, the it was that kind of uh, reality for that made me suddenly think, like, why why have we gone to this extent to go this kind of, that kind of over-the-top kind of death? Yeah. When I would expect that in a certain kind of horror film. I would expect it in a Halloween film, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you know what you're expecting. And I would expect it in certain other supernatural ones where they know they're not taking themselves too seriously. But because this one is kind of taking itself quite seriously, it suddenly just felt, the death on second viewing suddenly just felt really out of place. Like, I was like, it looked really cool the first time. The second time it was like, I don't know why anyone would go to that extent. And therefore yeah. you've made it to look like a really standout-ish cool death. But this isn't the film where you do a standoutish, cool kind of. It feels weird to say suicide, <laughs> yeah. but you know what I mean. The I shot mean. as a corner. It just. It, it was another one of those things that kind of just kind of broke my kind of the reality. I guess okay. like sometimes trying to create in it. See, but then it is. You know, it, it, it's an odd one for me. For me, a lot of the um, a lot of the gore in this film, um, it it really worked for me because it it works as a bit of a juxtaposition to how the film is yeah. looking beautifully and, you know, being very serious and very slow and kind of this way. But then in the, in the instances of gore and death, it, it, it wasn't like I expected cutaways and stuff like that. Whereas a lot of the, a lot of the violence and the gore in this film, yeah. it, it wasn't, they didn't shy away from it. And it was, it was quite understated and it wasn't made. It didn't look as if it was made a big, thing we'll talk i'll, I'll tell you the bits where yeah I thought yeah that no makes. i know which and let some of the gore later on does work the few the few bits we get yeah. in this 
do work do work quite well. That one just kind of threw me off. And then yes, we have the really uncomfortable scream. Yeah. Um, which yeah, and I can say that as soon as I was watching it, I was already she w- Danny was already grating on me by by this point. <laughs> really? To be honest. Okay. <laughs> like even that point was grating on me. Like I don't know what it was about. I, I don't know if it's the performance or whether it's but there was just something straight away where I was like, oh, am I going to have to sit through a film of this for the next two odd hours? I did get that. So I won't lie. And that was... Now, uh, when we talked about... Like, we've talked about female protagonists and the way that they're represented and things like that. And obviously, she's set up with a horrible backstory here. Yeah. Um, but we have a lot of horror films where they're set up with a really horrible like backstory. But they kind of take it in a very different way. And it's just, like... Um, like we've mentioned with the, the most recent Halloween where Jamie Lee Curtis has kind of came up as this kind of badass... Well, we don't always want the badass. We don't no. always want the Sarah Connor or the things like that. But there are plenty of instances where they've had a really shit background, but they're not this kind of grating, moaning representation of what they seem to think a woman would be if they're like that kind of thing. And I, again, this was just one of those things. It was with with Danny is just that as this film progresses, I do still think she just kind of stays one note as this okay. kind of grating character who just who, although, yes, she has this kind of change towards the end, and she does take moments where she tries to change that. But she still doesn't... For me, she just... She didn't ever become a likeable. She doesn't become more likeable, necessarily. She kind of stays at that same kind of, like, moaning kind of thing. And it's the exact same thing I don't really want to see because I I don't really feel like that is a true representation. I feel like people are a lot more layered than that. And yeah. I feel like if you're going to throw so much at this film, like certain people throw so much at this film as such a great like thing, well, I just don't think it's a great representation of a woman. And even with what we get to later with that end shot and things like that, you yeah. know what I mean? I don't see the journey as that. This is the main thing. We're looking for a journey in this kind of film, aren't yeah. we? And I don't necessarily see the journeys so much as I expected to with these characters. Okay. The same way that if we're going to talk about Wicker Man... Yeah. There's a clear story there. There's a clear build. Like Wickerman's been mentioned so much because it is, it's clear how much it's inspired by that. Yeah, it's definitely. Like, kind of thing. I mean, for me, just going on that, like I, I found that I did enjoy Danny's journey and growth as a character um, because it's not only is it is it a story about breakups, yeah. but it's also a story about grieving and yeah. that you know I before we kind of get on this next bit, but you can see that Danny is clearly you know she's she's protective of the family she's very heavily involved in that and then she doesn't get any kind of i i don't know what the right word is but you know i want to say attention but i don't think she gets enough attention i don't uh, attention sorry i i thought about affection but it's not affection it's kind of it's kind of love and like a sense of belonging she doesn't get that with christian and she doesn't get it with his friends and yeah. it's very clear that it's her it's it's christian's friends it's not her friends um, oh yeah absolutely <laughs> and she kind of does get it from the commune um, but there were decisions for me which felt a bit which did feel a bit strange and you would have thought in a film that's supposed to be as fought out as this you'd have thought it's uh, a bit different yeah um but yeah you know i mean that's not to say that the character doesn't change at all she doesn't stay that same no, character. She does change. so it's not that she doesn't change i just it just didn't feel like a complete believable change to me. The, yeah. the way it just suddenly part the way through and then she kind of 
changes into this. And I understand the longing and the affection, things like that. But it's also one of those, for me, it comes down to the entertainment of a film yeah. and how people are going to enjoy a film and things like that. And I guess if, if you like to be entertained by sitting and watching someone slowly kind of uh, like quite slowly kind of change and that's like that, that that's perfectly yeah. fine but it's not necessarily what i think is what people would expect from an entertainment of a film yeah and a horror film so i just still think that it's one of those that's hard to like it's hard to like get your head around and that's why we're so uh yeah well, about it. <laughs> that's why i mean we we're, we're, we're like 36 minutes into this already and we're barely past the first 10, 15 minutes. I mean, uh, I'll say at the same time, luckily, at least, there are very big gaps where minor things very happen yeah. in the two men. This film definitely could have done with it. Uh, I, I know there's a director's cut. Yeah. I've read, I haven't seen the director's cut. I've, I've read what's in the director's cut. It, it didn't sound like a lot more information. Yeah, that's what um, I heard. I don't know if, you, if you've looked at it, uh, but like the director's cut, people say it was better if it's like that. When I read a, I read a, like a talk through of what was in each of those scenes. And apart from the fact that more of it happens at night in the director's cut, but people like the fact that it was very daylight, which is a very nice part I of like this, that. is that the horror is like a lot of it takes place in, in daylight. Um, although I say horror, that's a loose term of this film, to be honest. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's hard to, it's really, it's um, hard, isn't it? But uh, I do think that, yeah, the um, it, it, it didn't sound like anything that would make me want to watch enough, uh, that much more of it again, kind yeah. of thing, because it just doesn't sound like enough to make it that much more interesting, apart from maybe adding a little bit more content to some of the characters' stories and things yeah. like that, which is what a director's cut does. And I mean, the reason why I'm on, on my phone is because I'm, uh, I don't usually go on my phone when we're podcasting, but <laughs> I'm just looking through a lot of the comments that we got. And yeah. I mean, um, I know another podcast we follow, which you should check out, which was very close to what a name we were originally going to have, um, Night of the Living Podcast. Yeah. That, like, absolutely hates this film. <laughs> so, but, you know, the amount of hate I have for this over hype, trash, fire of an art house film is uncontainable. <laughs> Seriously, people turn this blind eye to the millions of plot holes and the absolute shitty characters just because the flowers are pretty. But then some, you know, somebody else who follows them and, you know, who we tweeted with said that they loved it and really connect with Danny. Yeah. And I'm, you know, scrolling through it. You see a lot of people saying that they absolutely hate, uh, they absolutely hate the characters. Um, and then some people saying that they absolutely love it and they love Danny's journey through this. Mm. Um, so the film itself is very, you know, that's what I mean. It, it can only be based on your opinion, and it's everyone. It's everyone's belief in what they what they like is going to be completely different to what someone else likes. And I'm not here yeah. to 100 percent say no, you cannot that. like you this character. Like it. You know, shit. This is it. There's. It's just. I, I just think for personal taste and stuff like that. And I also think I, I will say that at the same time, I think that's very overblown to say that it's an absolute. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, so, so, so I. I. You know, I, I feel like. If we're trying to do this pod, like if we're trying to do this review, like it's kind of a, turned into a more review than kind of. Well, it's if, yeah, it's hard not to. Um, but if we're going to do it properly, you've got to kind of find the both sides of things. And you, like, I can't completely outright that it's a, you know, there are certain great things about it. But um, we have got we someone got, yeah. class one pro who's on our pro. live stream. I did. I guess we accidentally made. I made this public and said thing. Um, I hope well, you're enjoying. If you're listening to yeah. this on the live stream, yeah, um, definitely. But um, the 
to 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 move to move on a bit. So she doesn't want like uh, she's kind of back and forth whether she wants to be there. Christine doesn't even tell her that that's even the case that they're even going. She finds yeah. out from his friends that they're, that they're going away, and that that made me laugh though because they're like. Oh well, you know we're going away, and then he's like, "Well, I'm thinking about it. I'm probably yeah. not going to go." And they're like, "When?" And he's like, two weeks." <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I won't, I won't say that I've never seen because I have 100% seen a guy with a girl trying to say, "I'm going out to this place," and really trying hard to be like, "No," because I haven't, I haven't, I haven't decided with her yet. Yeah, that's okay to do. <laughs> um, and then at the same time, they're also kind of like. But I really don't want you to listen to this because I don't want to look uncool in front of my guy friend. And I don't want to look this. And you know I mean? ultimately, so- you know that. I mean, it's it's that she she clearly, you know, Daddy's character clearly wants a sense of belonging. Yeah, and she's not getting it from Christian, and I think she knows she's not getting it. So I think they say in the film they've been together for four years or something like that, and you can see that this is just like a, a the slow death of a relationship. And Christian wants out, yeah. but and I've seen this, I've seen this before, and it's quite often done in in comedy TV series where somebody's got to break up with somebody, and then they they do something, yeah, something then, terrible happens to them, and they're like, oh, I can't break up with them now, and that's kind of, for me that feels like what Christian's basically yeah. he wants. I, I mean, out. to be fair, to, to get real, to put this onto either side of the character, to be fair, you're both in a relationship, you should clearly if you're hurting each other that much then you know that your relationship is not really working yeah so it's on both sides of the characters not it's not just on christian he's not necessarily trying to but he might be trying to push her away and i guess that's one thing of we get more of danny's side of why she should be hurt we don't really get much to why christian might actually be trying to push her away and not you know that's the thing we, we go with one side of the character because danny gets a little bit more she's the fo- information focus. she's the focus yeah. But we don't really get that with Christian. And as I said, that's what is part of why I'm saying it's a, it's a two-dimensional conversation. Because, well, as we say, uh, I'm a teacher, as we'd say <laughs> in school, it would literally be, you know, there are two sides to every story. And I don't really feel like we discover much about Christian's side uh, of the story. Well, apparently there's three sides to every story. <laughs> you know, there's one side, uh, two side, and the truth. And the truth. Well, there you go. <laughs> Dropped a truth bomb um, when you're there, man. And even then, I'd still say that even <laughs> with Danny, you, you don't school. get it. You <laughs> <laughs> the, um, and, and, but that's kind of what I mean. That's why I just feel like um, with these two characters, I feel like we see them do lots of things and we see them do lots of like things against each other, little backstabbing things against yeah. each other, little go to talk to other people, go to fear. And they both do it, not just one or the other. Um, and you do kind of get that build, building sense. But we see them do lots of things, but I still feel like I discover very little about the characters themselves. Like, yeah. I don't actually learn much about who they are. I just see them do a couple of bitchy little things, a bit of thing, go off, walk off. I see Christian later on just talking to random people about something that, why should I give a shit about your essay? That kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, with che- definitely- I'm calling them cheaty. That's what it's yeah, on that's- Twitter. That's what people have recorded. I don't know if you've ever seen The Good Place. That happened. Um, it, it's very good. Um, I heard he was good. Yeah, past the first series and it's it's very good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it is one of those like I did think about it and, and it is true that yeah the guy is the most likable guy in the world in that show and in this he is he, he's not the most hated uh, hateable no. of the group but they're a pretty hateable group yeah I mean like, you have it's not a group of guys that anyone no. would hang out but then I don't think it's a group that anyone hangs out because no one 
it's quite that two-dimensional and they, group of yeah and that's the thing they don't they they don't seem as if they're friends no they it just seems as if they've got four actors um you know um i can't remember the names right now um it seems as if they just got jack rayner um they just got uh wilhelm blongreen uh william jackson harbour and will poulter and they just said your your guys characters are friends yeah and as opposed to actually like writing them to be friends because you don't see any kind of I mean, are they going to be in university? Yeah, they're, they well, or, American or, or, college or whatever. College, yeah. yeah. And they're um, writing their they're writing their dissertation. I didn't know if they, were, they looked a bit old to me. So they look like okay, it's going to at least be PhD or masters or something. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I mean, we can't. Say, I, I would say then with university, you can't necessarily say these aren't like necessarily your guy friends for life. You just kind of hang out with these guys. You go, yeah. And, um, and Josh and Christian especially don't always seem to get along but then i completely understand why josh is pissed off at christian because that's another thing that cr- paints christian as a bit of an asshole character is yeah. the, the fact that he completely rips off his he has no plans he's one of these guys that you can tell is literally just he'll he'll hand in the he'll, he'll hand in me he's <laughs> you and me I, yeah <laughs> but 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 we're not as dickish in other ways but um yeah about work and stuff he'll hand it in last minute but then again the difference is that he wouldn't have even had his own ima- creative thought in the first place and that's yeah. what's different he, he doesn't have a creative very thought he doesn't really seem like someone that wants to try and we see that in his relationship with danny that he doesn't really want to try he wants out but he so, doesn't want you know, to do so that's yeah. one way that we do kind of get an idea of what he's like is the fact that he's not the same way he's treating his thing is the same way he's with Danny. he's not really gonna he's one of these guys that will just kind of you know um he's like a guy uh, i think of a, an example like someone who will play on playstation all day oh, yeah, and, and then never talk to their girlfriend yeah yeah <laughs> you know what i mean I he's like mean. that kind of thing it's I, well, interesting one character i did actually i actually quite liked the idea of pell i think i'm pronouncing it right pell the the Swedish character who is the one who takes them to the community. Yeah. Um, just because he's, you know, he did seem to be... I think he is meant to be a likeable, the most likeable. The most likeable. I think it's set up that way because of yeah. what come... But because his, the fact he's part of the As an interesting character. <laughs> you know, he's... Because he's showing... Um, I mean, I, I don't think we're going to get a chance because we only get an hour and a half on this, don't we? So I don't think we're going to get to cover the whole film in bit by bit. So it might just be better to talk about I think about we're going to points, points, yeah. yeah. Um, but there's an interesting part where um, where Danny is basically... It's hard to... It, it's almost like you invite someone hoping they'd say no, but they come along and nobody wants to say, we don't want you here. That's basically that's what happens that's, to get yeah, her to that's the That's Danny's journey here. <laughs> um, and... Pell uh, is basically says that he's really glad that she's coming along, and he shows her a picture of the the, the May Queen, the person who'd won the ceremony or whatever. Um, and but then later they say that they're going to do this celebration once every ninety years. Mm. So I was so that got me thinking: Is it do they have the, the festival every year and there's a May Queen, or was that just a bit of like a plot? thing you know was that just I, a bit of like i a think that would, I, that that was one that felt like a plot hole to me i gotta be honest but i'm sure we'll get <laughs> we might get some comments from people yeah. saying that's not true yeah tell um, us if, if so um <laughs> but yeah with him i do i, I do think that pal uh, yeah pal is we'll just call him pal <laughs> is yeah he's built up as the sympathetic character he's built up as the person that danny's character looks at starts to look at as a comparison to her boyfriend. It's yeah. It's the it's the classic, you know, it's 
you know, it becomes it kind becomes of. a love triangle kind of thing in a way, in the shortest way, not fully, but yeah, it's the oh, there's the you know, there's the nice guy over there. He's treating me really nice. Whereas Christian, I. Well, I've barely seen this bastard yeah. the whole holiday. Well, that's uh, it, isn't it? He's, he's gone. Pell remembers her birthday and gives her a nice little drawing. Pell and then you've got the flip side of Pell has reasons for... <laughs> Does he? That's the thing. Because well, I think... I later think... in the film, um, when we'll get to it, but later in the film, you find out that Danny, it didn't... It was almost like, you know, it's almost like Indiana Jones in the way that this film would have reached the same conclusion if Danny wasn't there because Danny didn't need to be there because yes, they did the thing and they made the choice and it was, I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's one of those things, I guess it's the way that you think about that whole maypole and dancing around in the fact that she just so happens that one of them trips over and she becomes the, you know, uh, is it the May queen. May queen. Yeah. yeah. Um, that that's where people were saying that's where oh like one of those other girls would have just taken her place as the May Queen and that whole thing yeah. would have taken place like that whole and we would have had you know uh, Christian's character still would have done the whole weird mating ritual Which, thing yeah and that's I mean we'll get we'll uh, get to that because that's the point of contention for me as well yeah but just in terms of staying with yeah with the whole but I would say that yes he does because one where did Josh get the idea to do this. On this specific area, on this specific island, I'm guessing he got it. From he got Pell. it from Pell. Why do they decide to go for a trip there? Because Pell's going there, and he says that, and Josh also wants to do his thing. So they will go. Ah, oh, it's a boys' trip. Yeah. So he he gets them there. He is. Well, the that's groomer. his job. His He's job grooming is to get them to get them there. You yeah, know what that's... I mean? So I, I fully think that he is. You know. So the fact that he's with her, I feel like that's intention, and I don't believe I... that there's an accident that one just so trips over for her to become the. Actually, maker. I read earlier that Ariaster has disputed that. And he said that that's not intentional. That's not what, what Pell isn't supposed to have yeah. been there luring Danny there and trying to get her to be the main queen. Oh, the, no, the I don't, I don't think he's specifically luring Danny there. So I, I don't believe that. So I feel that I do believe that, yeah, that falls into place. That yeah. Danny comes along. He's just getting the guys there because remember, it's not so much, I don't, it's not so much about the main queen. It's actually about the getting people that aren't incest. Yeah. It's about getting people that they can use. Getting their seed. You know, it's get, getting that seed. <laughs> yeah. It's not actually about them. So that's one thing where actually it's one of those things where actually it's kind of like Danny's. It's not about you. Well, it, <laughs> It's about the seed. I mean, it's, it's about kind of, the incest. It's kind of about, it's, it's almost two stories. It's, yeah. it's Danny's journey through grief and finding a sense of belonging. And then, the ritual and this happening anyway. And it just so happens the same way in which Indiana Jones just so happens to be it's, in the right place to intercept the Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> the Danny and the Danny's own personal journey wrap intertwines with yeah. the ritual happening. So it kind of, you know, it just happens. Yeah. I still feel that once she, once she's there though, I, I still think it's too coincidental for it to end in that way with her becoming that cat. I still think that that's a decision on their part to kind of give her that Wait, rebirth kind of thing. I would dispute you on that. But <laughs> uh, I mean, the I, good thing is that we, you know, but I we think... can dispute on this podcast. <laughs> Although as soon as it pauses, me and Seb will be strangling each other. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and yeah. Should we talk about this point? Because for me, you know, once yeah. they get to the community, it, it has a lot, it, for me, it has a long setup. And when they get to the, when they do get to the community, it's it's shot so beautifully. And one thing I, that I do think is a strong point of this film is that a lot of it can be left up to interpretation. What is actually happening? What's not happening? Because 
as soon as they get there, they all start drink, you know, drinking tea made with magic mushrooms. And there's yeah. a heavy element of, you know, drug induced. Yeah, is it a big psychology? Yeah, is it yeah. a psychedelic trip the whole time kind of thing? Yeah. Um, and, so yeah, there, there, there is that. Yeah, I do notice that because you have. You also have the change of colours and things like that. There are even little spots in the background where, you know, the whole flower, yeah. like the flower that starts like winking at you yeah. and then it builds to several flowers with her May Queen at the end. So it's kind of like a psychedelic trip anyway. Yeah. You're still seeing that happen. So it's kind of like a wink of, yes, it's a, or oh, is this really happening? Is she in some field somewhere just fucked up her face <laughs> still? But, is yeah. she still back under that tree right back, you know, Maybe. when they first arrived there, just completely off her tits or still in that toilet or whatever she goes into it. She's yeah. just there, like, hands deep in the bog. <laughs> yeah. Um, you see a lot of it. Um, but there is a lot of little, like, there's the lighting effects and things like colours that suddenly appear. But these yeah. are the little things that I did kind of notice, like, on second on second viewing, um, which are little, it's a nice touch to kind of leave it up in the air that, like like that. I guess it's just when you when you do that in a film, and you don't make it clear, like that's great. He probably wanted to create this kind of people will be questioning this and this and this and this. Um, I guess sometimes it's more of a case of though, did the film and the characters that, that within that film actually make you care enough? to want to go and find out more of those. And that's my point where I was just like, I was like, I forced myself to watch it again. Yeah. I still didn't give a shit about the ancestral. I still like, I, and they're not like, I didn't feel like they were there and I still didn't. I was looking at it going, yeah, but like, if I don't care about the characters and I, I, and if the journey is what the journey is, which I still think is a kind of a slightly underwhelming kind of journey that they kind of go on through this, Maybe it's just because of the comparisons of, yeah, that lack of originality and things like that. It, it's just kind of that where I was just a little bit like, I can I can see the little winks. I can see the changing colors. I can see the things like that. It looks beautiful. It's cinematography is fantastic. It's things like that. But to go back to that, the point a minute ago, it is kind of like where we've got this rebirth journey. It's like as if we were watching a film where Florence Pugh was a drug addict who went through a whole like rebirth kind yeah. of character journey, Oscar bait mixed in with the guys going on a, you know, weekend trip and getting completely mutilated by yeah. some cult. It's like those two films kind of mashed together, which I totally get, but it's when both have been done better yeah. <laughs> that you kind of start to question like why it's as well received as it possibly See, is. See, I, I did find myself, although like you said, I didn't particularly... I wanted to see what happened with Danny's journey. I, I think you know, I got I got the impression that there was going to be a ritual, and that you know these people have been brought there for a sacrifice. You know, I mean, no, I one hundred percent expected it completely. Like the second it was there in the, the communion, there was just like something's going and on. And this is where this is where the Wicker Man thing comes in. Yeah, I mean, it really is like it's like if you took the detective part out of the story and into the, remove the detective part, but kept the sacrifice part. Yeah. But put some, yeah, but put a breakup in there. Instead, yeah. And put know. a breakup in like change it to about more of a relationship based instead of a hunt detective kind of, yeah. you know, a, then you've kind of got, and this is the problem of if you're going to create a film that's subversive and things like that and 
everyone's questioning what's happened. Okay, great. So we could, in our minds, go, right, no, maybe none of this ever happened. Maybe they watched The Wicker Man before they left, <laughs> and this is why it's so very similar to The Wicker Man. <laughs> Somewhere, they Christian and Josh and all that are just stoned on the sofa. Just like, watching The Wicker walking, Man. Watching The Wicker Man, and that's another version. You know, that's a branch reality here. Well, I told you, I told, sorry to interrupt, but I told you about the time years ago when um, I was stoned watching Friday the 13th and I saw um, I saw a scene where you know I think it's in the fourth one where the somebody gets their head pushed in against in the shower and then somebody finds the body and the camera kind of zoom goes and it pans out I thought because I was really stoned years ago I thought that it was it was that the, that the floor of this bedroom, of this uh, shower room, I thought that that was, uh, that was basmati rice and the blood was, uh, was sweet and sour sauce. And I was really confused. So whether they're in the same situation and you're just trying watching to eat the, wicker, man, the bathroom floor. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, no, that's right. If you're going to make something that's meant to be subversive and kind of go against that, I, I'm, I know there's been a billion and one horror films made and it's hard not to come back to it, come back round to yeah. kind of similar ideas. And The Wicker Man's not the only film we can make about about, about a cult. That but here but stuff, yeah. if we're going to link to an ending where a bunch of people get sacrificed and burnt inside of a thing where you've so got all of this set up with all of these charms and things like that, yeah. and you've got these kind of people that include like with like almost like a like a mashed together version of our Christopher Lee character. Our, yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to have all of those moments, then it's hard not for people to go... Okay. I can see where this is going. This yeah. is I can see where this is going, and I guess that's the most disappointing. And this is what disappointed me in Hereditary and in Midsummer is that you're acting like you're subverting us in a really interesting way, and this is what made me start thinking occasionally of it a bit pretentious because it's kind of like you've made a film that looks fantastic in both regions, but you know what? I've I've seen this yeah. film. I know where your film's going, so I'm waiting for you to do something that doesn't that isn't predictable from the very beginning of your film, which, and it almost feels like, that's why I'm on about, like when we were talking about the tapestry at the start, it almost feels like Ariasta was like, fellow people are going to know what happens in this film. So I'm going to get ahead of it <laughs> and I'm going to put something at the start of the film <laughs> so that when people go back and watch it, they'll go, how brilliant is he? He showed us the whole film. He showed it to us. And he's just like, is he though? <laughs> yeah. Or is he just, he's the guy that edited this film and that picture would have been added after he's already gone through <laughs> the film. So is it that brilliant or is it a little bit pretentious to go, oh, you never realised you saw the whole film yeah. at the beginning. I mean, whilst, whilst but let's talk about some of the, the strange decisions and the, the strange points in the, that the characters make or that happens, which we're not too huge on. Um, yeah. Because I think this this episode is gone. I mean, we originally planned it to talk through the story beat and to go through it, but I don't think we're going to have time for that. And I think this has become its own thing of just talking. About, I think, about I think, it. and I, I also think at the same time, you know, we have done that a few times. And I guess when we do that, you know, you can go and watch it yourself. Go and watch this film. I definitely like. I would recommend watching it. I would recommend watching it purely so you know what we're going on about. Right now. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> I don't know if I'd recommend it purely if, if if like it depends on what kind of horror film you like. I You're going to know if you like this kind of horror I, film. I, I, I think I recommended it to my parents who aren't massive on horror films. And then when I told them about a scene, and this is not a planned segue either, when I told them about the scene, which I want to talk about 
next. They were like, no, I don't want to watch it. It's too gory. But the scene where... Which is the um, strangest thing, because like, there are some horrible, gory bits, but it's not really it, no. like, that bad. <laughs> no, and it's done, it, but it's done well. And, and for me, I think, like I said, it works because it's a clash between this film, which could, you know, could be seen as very tame, you know, and just having... Yeah. eeriness and unsettling bits almost a bit like the sixth sense or signs or something like that where it's not it's not overly scary but it has intrigue and has unsettlingness yeah but then this film does have some very gory moments and for me uh, a good bit for this is when the you know when this when the ceremony starts and the two the two commune elders jump off the the cliff yeah. and kill themselves um I thought that that bit was really well done. And it was interesting because earlier, you know, the, the saying, well, what happens at certain, you know, they all live in this, in these bunk houses at certain ages of their life. You know, you're a child until you're 34 and then from 34 until, you know, something, you move somewhere. And then from yes. a, another age to like 72. And 72 and then you're off. And then you're off. And I thought, oh, maybe that's just a joke. But then that's actually what happens. Yeah. Um, and we see these two commune elders lead a ceremony and then jump off and kill themselves. Yeah. And I thought it was really well done. I thought that was a really quite a tense, quite a tense moment because I thought yeah. she ain't got a jump. The first, she jumps in the rock below and just smashes her face open. Smashed open. Beautiful. And it... it, it Am I remembering that it had a sl- does it slow for a second? No. In my head, for some reason, it that slowed. Because she sta- the, the woman is staring. I, at- I still think there's a slight, because you kind of see it go whack and you see her face come away. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost certain. It literally, because it, you wouldn't catch it in a full-on speed. So I do feel like he slows it down ever so slightly. He might slow it down. Because but- it hits the rock and you see it peel. You see her face kind of peel off. Yeah. So unless my mind was working at Super Saiyan. <laughs> like where I, I could slow down <laughs> like the flash or something. Where I can slow, yeah. Just to really, like, maybe maybe it was because I'd waited so long to see something like this in the film. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a black-handed compliment. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, it was... It was like I thought that this, like you said, this really worked, and then we went on to the next but, guy. Yeah, and his 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 he with it, he botches he, it. He botches it. But he jumps straight down. Just like it made me laugh. It's like he thinks he's going on wet and wild, like some <laughs> kind of water slide or something like that. Total he's just like, hey. yeah. and then you see his legs fucked, like which is yeah. nice. And um, they cave his head in with the mallet, which is a really horror cool. podcast. When we say things like nice, it's always interested in my head. It's like my mind suddenly goes. You shouldn't be saying that. That's nice. An old man, an old man, an old man's himself. legs are completely fucked. <laughs> and that's nice. That's nice. Um, um, and what, and the, but, the sledgehammer. Or the sled, the mallet. Mallet. Big, big mallet. And he caves his head in, which is cool. Um, but for me, the, the bit which was the, the point of contention and weirdness was, you see the two uh, the two British people um, that Pell's bro- commune brother has brought for the sacrifice. Yeah. They go fucking mental. And I'm assuming they're under the influence of the magic mushrooms as well. But they're freaking out about this, which I think you would naturally See, I, uh, I was actually wondering the, the opposite. Is okay. it, are the rest of them all fucked? And they're the ones that are normal. Because any sane person would be going, what the fuck? Yeah. Get me out of here. So I'm actually thinking the opposite. Okay. As in, like we mentioned that they'd all taken the streamers and stuff like that under the tree and stuff like yeah. that. Whereas we didn't see, but, but, but did he, we see the others? No, oh, because he says when Pell meets um, his brother, com- communal brother, um, Ing- Ingemar, he says, we've just taken some stuff. Oh yeah. And yeah, yeah. we're going to come up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it does it for me because the, the central cast that we follow 
don't really react to it. And it's only when, when Danny gets back to the, the bunkhouse <laughs> yeah. or the cabin, whatever they're sleeping in, that's when she reacts. And that's okay. when she has another yeah. kind of breakdown. Um, and that just felt very weird for me. You know? This is probably, yeah, I, I completely agree. Like, I, I agree the, the body horror stuff. And I I, the, I liked the contrast. And I like the fact you're yeah. in this like, beautiful, like, Swedish, like, kind of, not, you don't even think of it as cult. You just think of it as a nice village and things like that, even though, you know, you're thinking, is it culty? Yeah, <laughs> but, um, it is a bit but um, I, this is this was the big thing that first set out for me, where it did kind of take me out of the whole thing a little bit as well. It's just that I was there, like, so I understand shock. You know, yeah. all these things that I'm sure could get thrown as like they're in shock. They're not, you know, they're not thinking properly. They want to do this. They don't just want to abandon. They don't. Josh and that don't want to just want to abandon their study, but like, oh, it's what natives do. It's like if you were in the yeah. middle of the Amazon jungle and like that, but. I'm I'm sorry, but there's no reasonable reason that they would just. It's like they just go from they react a little bit, like yeah. what you said. They get back in the, and they react a little bit and being like that as if they, sh- and then it just seems to disappear, like it didn't matter at all. Yeah, it, 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 it's not yeah. Re- it's not really referenced. It's not really all of the characters just suddenly start getting on with it, and and that's when we start getting the whole Josh and Christian doing their studies and clashing over that, and yeah. that, oh, this is like a native community and things like that, and but I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, this isn't the middle of the Amazon jungle. It's not a native thing, and it's not what they're expecting these people to do. These people seemed nice and happy, and, think, and now suddenly they're, bar- they're a group that is stuck, surrounded by these people. Well, that's, what, that's one thing that struck me out, because somebody actually wrote a comment about it saying, you know, uh, bad movie about white people's fears of the other. And it kind of is a little bit... That, it's, a, it's an interesting take, and it's I think, I partially agree with that, because like you said, it's it's a, it, it's a bit of a culture shock, yeah. you know, and it's kind of like, well, this is what the... This is what the I'm just going to call them a cult, but this is what the cult's done ever since they've started. You know, yeah. the idea that when you're 72, you give your life back to the earth or whatever. Yeah. So I could see that it's, you know, it's definitely about a bit of a, <laughs> there's a, there's definitely a culture shock there. And a lot of the film is about weird stuff that's normal to the cult, but yeah. we would see as people who aren't in it would see weird. But for me, the characters don't react to it, you know? No. It's that lack of reaction. This is the, this This was the thing that all linked back to character to me is that the fact that it just, and this is just was for me. It was another moment where I just didn't believe it anymore. Yeah, and that was the bit that really broke it. When I was just like, and I kept waiting for something. I kept waiting for Danny to properly go. Like, guess like yeah. I want to leave here now. I want to go. The, I can't wait British for Christian or anyone else. I, I, the British couple, Hell, obviously, is Hell going to. Do that. You know, he, he knows. Um, and for some reason, I even got a feeling like, okay, I could possibly even understand why Josh wants to stay because suddenly his reports just become ten times fucking better. Yeah, but yeah. Um, you, you've got to get an A. And, 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 right and Christian uses this as a chance to be. Uh, Christian, almost, this is the point where he kind of uses it as a chance to be like, oh, this will be a really good fucking report. And that, but it still just is like. There's like no fight put up, and I don't understand. I don't believe anyone who would go. I'm staying. I'm staying. I, I'm surrounded by well, like 150 of these people. For <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. yeah. Louis Farouk would be fucking. No, but Lou Farouk would be the May Queen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, would, if we have anybody, he'd both sow yeah. the seed and be the Queen. Yeah. He'd be the ultimate. If anybody is good at Photoshop, could you please put <laughs> Lou Farouk at the in the ending shot as yeah, the with a smile on his yeah, face? Please. Um, but yeah, it, that really is, and I I completely understand why people why people would suddenly go, oh, this film's just lost its credibility to me because it kind of. 
Like it, it, it's, I can't think of many reasons to justify it, except for him trying to say that it's subversive. That they like, you but, know, that there is a, a reason underneath of of why these characters in a social commentary type of way and things like that. But that's the point where, to me, it goes pretentious, and it's like you've put you've put social commentary ahead of good storytelling and good character. Yeah, I think... And that's what I don't like about certain... And that's why I don't like about certain horror films. I don't like this about like certain other films in general is when they put that social commentary and it's like, you know, grab your neck and like grab the back of your head and force you in. Like, okay, yeah. go for it. Talk about it. And then, but then at the same time, you're like, but... You know, um, this is what I was going to do about the hundred, uh, the hundred film challenge. Yeah. So I watched Gladiator. Yeah. Hadn't watched it in a very long time. Yeah, I don't think I've watched it uh, since I was a kid. And I'm, I'm not anything to review over that. You know, it, it, it's a very good film. Um, it, it's not as great as I actually remembered. Someone probably will absolutely hate Someone that will comment. Kill you. Someone will kill me <laughs> for that comment. Uh, just that the story was a bit more basic than I remembered. Um, it was very straightforward. I didn't. I thought it was a bit more complex. Um, but. It was literally. I was still. I was still thinking about like this film and thinking about how we're going to talk about it and yeah. things like that. And there was a thing about the film was that okay, it the film might be quite straightforward. Okay, Gladiator, but it's got some fantastic performance. It looks really lovely. It, you know all those kind of things. But the thing is, the film at least it still puts that storytelling and that entertainment. And literally, the character is, are you not entertained? And I suddenly sat there, and it was like so. It clicked in my head and went, that's what I'm not. It. It's it's not put interesting characters and story ahead of trying to make it subversive and thing. He's trying so hard to make something different that I just didn't think it was that entertaining. Yeah, but like it's just not that enjoyable of a. And it's the same with Hereditary. They're just not that enjoyable of a horror. It's, it's I would not choose this as a horror film. To I've now watched it twice. Uh, you know, so I'm not against the film in in a lot of ways. I you know it's watchable. Yeah. So that's not praise to say it's watchable, <laughs> you know. But if we're talking about The Wicker Man, the fact that I truly believe that probably even the terrible Nicolas Cage one would give me more entertainment. Not saying it's good <laughs> in terms of story or in terms of acting, but it would give me more entertainment. I would enjoy it as, an as a film experience yeah. <laughs> probably more than I would ever want to revisit this. Not that I... I actually revisited that since I saw it in the cinema. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, for me, I mean, like you were saying about it, as him trying to make something which is subversive and something which is different and out there, it for me, that it seems as if it's it's a bit, you know, it, it look, it's like you get a cake and it looks amazing. Yeah. And it's decorated great. It's got all the good frosting and all that stuff on <laughs> It's got a lovely, like, picture on it. Yeah. But it's a bit underbaked. Yeah, you know, so for me, there's stuff in here which is interesting, but then I don't know if this is in the director's cut, but it doesn't get followed up on. So there's a bit, I think, on the first night where they're there, Danny's going to sleep, and she sees, um, she sees the last put uh, a pair of massive scissors or a knife under mm. a kid's bed, yeah. and it's kind, of, and that doesn't, I mean, as far as I'm aware, that doesn't go anywhere, and then. Yeah. I, I don't know if, but Ariaster seems to have something where he, you know, he wants to, he, he puts people with, I don't know if this is the right word, but he puts people with physical deformities in his film. Yes. And I don't know if that's him trying to make you feel. Oh, the flash of the physically. Well, yeah, the I Oracle. Yeah. In this film. Yeah. Which is some, which come about as through 
purposeful incest mm. and are supposed to write the laws of this place. And they, they bring, you know, they, they bring this interesting character into it. And I remember in the in the trailer seeing I saw the trailer for this in the cinema, the Oracle's really heavily featured in it. Yeah, yeah, I do remember. Uh, I remember yeah. who I spot. I was like, oh, I was waiting for that. I rem- like, I hadn't watched the trailer in what well, since I'd seen it in the, probably cinema. The yeah. Trailer. Um, and I remember when that shot came up of the or- Oracle, where we kind of had a flash. Yeah, kind of flash of flashes. Face, isn't it? I was just like, oh yeah, I remember that from the trailer. I was wondering where when I was going to get that. <laughs> and it probably gets a, a total coverage of a couple of minutes. You know. Yeah. He's telling Josh the one of the elders is telling Josh about it, um, and then when you see. Um, uh, when I say it, I mean about the process of creating an oracle. Not, I'm not referring to yeah. physically disabled people as it. <laughs> um, and then when um, when Christians lay in pipe with the young lass, um, you see the oracle in, in like in bed watching, and uh, yeah, yeah, and it just felt like an, another plot point for me, which wasn't followed up and didn't go anywhere. No, and well, yeah, because that's that's kind of what I mean as well. Is if if people are out there saying that the director's cut is better and it has like, you know, it has, you know, it gives you more information and things like that. But then can we say that it's a great film if there are so many loose threads left open, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're, but they're not purposeful because he obviously has then had to go and make another cut in order to be like, oh no, we need to finish that off. There yeah. are lots of films where they leave loose threads because they're left open to interpretation but now it's kind of hard to be like, are we leaving it up to interpretation or is it just the fact that you just, you try to fit so much in and, yeah. and blend so many ideas together that you didn't know where to put yeah. this and that. And, you and then when A24, it was too long. Yeah. When A24 edited it down. His films are, yeah. I frankly think too long. Yeah. I thought this was uh, about 20 minutes you know, too long. It's, it's not that I did. Uh, I wasn't necessarily sat there going, oh, when's this going to end? Which I do with some films. I, I literally sit there going, you know, part of the way through and go, mm, kind of actually, I'm ready for this to wrap up. Yeah. I'm not saying I was necessarily like there, but it's kind of just, it just felt like there was, like when we got to the bodies jumping off the cliff, the 72, you know, the, um, you kind of, you'd had quite a while to build up to that point, but I still didn't feel like we'd, knew that much else except no. for establishing a setting um and then if we move on to like say the the other deaths i mean we don't necessarily like um like will polter's will Polter, um, mark will polter's mark he pisses on a he, sacred tree you know yes, um, the, that pisses, <laughs> that pisses, pisses that especially the one guy who just always just sits there just staring sit at him. him but then it's an interest you know it's an interesting thing of yeah, again, when they arrive at the commune, these kids are playing a game that's called Skin the Fool. Yeah. And then he obviously gets skinned later. Yeah, it's, it. it's like little like hints that's yeah. what you're getting kind of thing. But, um, but for me, the uh, si- ah, TikTok, six signs you're dating a high-value man. <laughs> that's all about me. <laughs> yeah, that's all about you. Um, that's my TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have TikTok. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, before, we, before we make the cast me to hell TikTok, um, <laughs> There's a bit where Mark disappears off with this last that he's yeah. been looking at him, and, and Mark's clearly thinking that he's, he's going to get the the rat, but and then he disappears, and obviously he gets killed off screen. But nobody, some people just go, "Where's Mark?" And some last goes, "Oh, he's probably with Inca." That's what, and it, it's like, oh, it, okay, cool. it happens with it happens with so many of them, like. 
like the, the, this this links on to that same like why the fuck didn't you get out of there it's the same with the the two other english travelers and then yeah the boyfriend's gone ahead like the boyfriend's it, yeah it's the boyfriend yeah the boyfriend's yeah, the boyfriend. gone ahead and it's like well, when does that ever fucking like when well, what reality is that happening although at least in one at least connie the 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 partner did say well he wouldn't do that yeah know? and that well, did she it. does say he doesn't do that but that's when the rest of the characters, I know they don't know them, but you've just seen that death. Yeah. Now someone's missing. And then they hear a scream. <laughs> yeah. And, and then it. you've got all of you there and just, it's just, no one like takes that, ch- the, takes the, to go, yeah, that is kind of weird. Why would someone leave their partner behind and go off just because there wasn't space in the thing to then come back for the, it, it, it like, it, it, it's like, all of the little lies that they tell, it just you just feel like they're so like obvious. Like every time someone's like, oh, he's probably still off with her. Like it's been like most of a, it's been like a day <laughs> overnight. Like, yeah, he's still off banging. He's still off banging. You know, and, and you in know, this and, place and where Josh, we're all together. Josh gets the the uh, sm- he gets his head smacked with the mallet. Yeah, he does. Um, he gets he gets smacked with the mallet, and I guess the, they start disappearing off. And then there is again between those two deaths, then. Then there's again there's quite a big stretch of time yeah. between them, and we have and the, their deaths didn't really they weren't really that they didn't feel that effective. But it's Mark is it is it Mark's it's Mark's, Mark's skin Mark's when skin. he they yeah. hits Josh yeah um which kind of looked it didn't look like, like it Mark. didn't look like Mark but then I guess when somebody's I don't know what skin, it's like when someone's they don't skin. look like that um, I don't know what someone's but it, that one again was a little bit of a I don't know I, I just didn't find either of their deaths that like. Intriguing. Interesting, yeah. intriguing. I just felt like there could have been a lot more to those. I know, I know, like, I, I understand, I feel like, like you've said about the gore, if it, like, he's trying to, like, really break it so it doesn't feel, but it, it still feels like that wouldn't have made much of a difference, especially when we're sat here for this long to give yeah. us that little bit of a push, a little bit of extra, like, horror fans, a little bit of extra something, because, you know what I mean? It is one of those where you start looking at it and going, there's so few like deaths and things like that, that yeah, it is horror, but it's not horrific. Yeah. And it's not that, you know, it, it's not really that scary. And as you said, like it can be quite unsettling if you don't understand what's going on. But I kind of feel if you're a horror fan, then I, I kind of feel like you kind of might've had a good idea of what, and that's what kind of didn't make it quite as unsettling for me. Cause I felt like I kind of either knew where this was going and therefore, I guess maybe that kind of took away some of the shine of the. Yeah. I don't like. I don't, yeah. I, I don't care as much anymore because I kind of understand. I think if this goes where I think I'm, it's going, which, then I know how what all of you are going to do, and you're all going to make stupid decisions, which, which it did. They continue to do because you know I think we we don't have too much long left, um, unfortunately. So maybe we should jump to kind of towards the end. Um, but for me, there was a point where you know. Um, we have this another little sub story where this um, last called Ma- Maya Maja um, f- from the commune is uh, try is casting kind of like a love spell on Christian. Yeah. Um, and we kind of have we have the, we then have kind of two stories running parallel along each other. We have um, Christian who is getting you know who is he's been drugged for most of the trip. Um, if you yeah. once one thing I did like is that Christians throughout the, every scene that they're drinking in, Christian's drink is always a little bit different to everyone else's. Mm. So you know that he's been he's just been drugged for solid days. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of going to meet the village elder and you know get put in this set rich ritual. Yeah. While Danny is kind of following along uh, of entering into the May Queen. 
yeah. and in, entering into that weird dance around the maypole. <laughs> um, and for me, this is a, this is where the film started to get a little bit weird and a bit. There, there was there were certain moments that made me question it a bit more. So, for instance, one of them is as soon, you know, I, we see the bear in a cage earlier, and someone's like, "Oh, it's a bear," and they just like, oh, don't worry about it, yeah. um, which was weird. Um, <laughs> but then Christian sat waiting to speak to one of the village elders, and he sees a bear being burnt at a fire, and that's when I was like, "Yeah, this dude's getting burnt." Yeah, the bear. You know, this dude's getting like somehow yeah. getting burnt um, because we'd seen a bear thing earlier, and it was kind of very, very hinted at. Um, yeah, but from you know, and, and Danny goes in for the the May the May Queen, and they have to do this kind of dance, and the last one to the last one standing becomes the May Queen, and I thought that I'd li- I liked that scene because not only did it look great, but it 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 felt like for the whole of this film, Danny had been in this situation of grief and had been doing stuff like that. And for me, that was a scene where she couldn't, you know, she kind of gets a sense of belonging and she starts to fit in and she starts speaking Swedish without even knowing anything. Yeah. Which is for me was kind of like, oh baby, you know, she's becoming part of this commune. Whereas Christian is now, you know, he's, he's drugged as fuck. Yeah. He's, he's aware that it's a bit fucked up. Whereas so, Danny's going the other way. It's almost way. like this kind of living organism and it's accepting her and rejecting them kind of yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's using them for what they need and rejecting the rest of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what they need from him is, well, the seed. They need his seed. Yeah. <laughs> and they, the other ones, they need them for growth and uh, sacrifice. Yeah. But, uh, her, they they actually want and accept her into the system. You well, know that's, what I mean? What that is one of the things that left me questioning after this film. So, um, so Danny is the last is the last woman standing dancing around this pole, um, and she, you know, she gets granted as the May Queen, um, and uh, she gets carried away in this kind of very, very elegant, um, like rich, like yeah. I don't know what the right word is, like a parade almost or something, you know, and they, they adorn yeah. her in the flowers and it's really cool. Um, and then Christian uh, is kind of left out at this point. And you can see that there's the, this division between them is growing, not only physically, yeah. because as she's getting carried away by all these people, Christian's really far back and not coming with them. But when they, you know, when he does catch up and they're at the table where she's leading the ceremony and now she's kind of in charge of, I, which I believe she's in charge of that day or for the rest of it. A lot of people were saying she's now the leader of the cult or the leader of the commune, but I don't believe that's I the case. That's I think it's, she's just because she's the May Queen for that day, you know, yeah. or for that ceremony, she leads it. And then after she would just go back. Um, I think, yeah, I think, I think the May, the May Queen and the thing with Christian with the separation, it, it's just a, it's just an underlying thing of, of the set, the, the, how one is evolving and one hasn't changed yeah, since they've definitely. been here. Christian's pretty much beca- stayed the same. He's looked out for his own interests. He's looked yeah. out for his own, himself. He's not looking about for his friends. You know what I mean? He's not wondering where his mates are. And no. technically in a way, Danny's not even the one that needs to be in charge of that. She could go off and do her own thing. Cause yeah. they're not her friends. So he doesn't evolve. Whereas Danny begins to show the change. She begins to accept it. And she begins to think about it in a different light. And she begins to have fun away from Christian because she's been so kind of, and she you can tell it. how attached she was to him at the beginning, you know, always on the phone to him, yeah. ringing him. You can see he was getting a bit like, Oh God, from this. Yeah. And that she was being quite like, you know, 
it's it's not really overbearing, but that was but I don't think that's the case because I think there's more layers to things than that. Yeah, but, um, she, but, but she starts to as she's evolving as this kind of May Queen kind of thing. This is almost a bit when she's like like all the flowers represent. Yeah. She's like blooming into this new kind of person, and, and she's and getting, out of that relationship. And she's getting She's getting the sense of belonging and communion is reciprocated. Is that the right word, teacher? Reciprocated. <laughs> it's getting given back. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I know. My mind suddenly just <laughs> yeah. broke trying to work out what that was. The teacher. Yeah. Um, and then it's right. It was yeah. just tongue tied a bit. Yeah. Um, and then there's this scene where you know Christian is drugged more and just starts pounding this young lass who I, I'm pretty sure is like 12, 13. She's a young lass. I think they say something. Don't they say she's like fourteen? She's like yeah. She's like young. She's, she's young. She's just about coming of it. Yeah, because they say about the whole. Uh, once she's a 14 or once of the blood, once of the blood or, you know that kind of thing yeah, you know, that classic half, like yeah, officially you know, a woman kind you know of if, thing. if you're talking in like lad slang it would be something like grass on the <laughs> field play <laughs> ball or something yeah like. pretty grim <laughs> that but, kind of disgusting lad yeah like, uh, that but, is. but he you know he's he's really under the influence of drugs and he start he just starts pounding away on this lass whilst the rep whilst like the older women of the commune are yeah. watching and kind of chanting along and the oracle's watching and probably having like a sneaky tug <laughs> whilst it's yeah. going on in his, his like cabin and then Danny um, Danny comes in and sees this well she looks through the hole because she hears something Yeah. and now this was a point this was a strange point for me because not I mean yes her, her, her boyfriend is shagging this other lass but at the same time wouldn't you be able to rationalize that when you came here mm. you started having drugs and started yeah. you know tripping really bad and when you know and that's basically been a theme throughout the whole of the festival is that you're just high all the time yeah so is wouldn't there be a detachment of well maybe christian is so high he doesn't really know what he's doing <laughs> You know, I feel like that's just—I feel like that's just a bad excuse. Or <laughs> yeah. that's like I was so drunk, I didn't know what yeah, I was doing. Kind, you know it's I mean? kind of like that. But if so, it's the same way that she—I guess she could not believe what she's seeing or things like that. Yeah. But I still think, yeah, she's going to react in a to the most obvious thing in front of her, and that is that he's pounding. So he's pounding. Last while seven, eight other lasses are like dancing naked. Exactly. But wouldn't you think like this is all this really is really weird. weird? Yeah. But so, then the second before that, she's doing some weird, almost birthing like. Breathe like, is that after? Oh, so she was, sees it, oh, and then she, and then she goes back, and the, the oh, communal, starts screaming, and they start screaming with, with her. And, and for me, I didn't it's really therapeutic like therapeutic kind of thing. I didn't like. It's that. that I get that. It's that like scream therapy kind of like she's got to get it all out of her system. She is like she can finally let go of Christian, and yeah, this, this is what I mean. I I I I think. I get this. I get. The I get it. That she's releasing it. She's saying she's releasing and it. They're evolving. That, they're everyone, going differently. But the people are doing it with her, and it's a sense of these people are also feeling what she's going through. Yeah, you know, and it's a community like a hive mind. Yeah, you know, um, um, it's it's. It, I guess it's that. Like there we go. Like it. It, it can't be completely terrible because they've they've you know they have tried to make it a layered interesting in certain ways and i said it that i didn't finish it but i still don't feel like i still just felt like it was a very easy quick kind of she's gone from there but if, if i'm watching something i want to see a, a character evolve throughout the whole film i don't just want to see them evolve in the last 20 30 i don't remember how long it dragged on for yeah, but that's however long they drag it but it felt like the ending was just suddenly a flick of a switch not a 
process. Not a continuous evolve. Apart from the fact that they were away from each other a lot, it felt like we were getting a lot of scenes of like scenery and beautiful this and beautiful that. And so much of that is fantastic, beautiful. It's great. It would work fantastically in certain films. But in this film, it felt like we needed to get to know the characters more. Definitely. And we weren't getting to know them. So we didn't feel, and this is what I mean, it's great to have subtext. It's great to have social commentary and things like that and build them into the film. But if you aren't going to make us really invested in the characters, I mean, with Danny and Christian, I mean, I pretty much felt like I feel like I'm going to not like these characters early on and I'm hoping they're going to prove me wrong and do something that yeah. makes me more interested in these characters. But they don't. I just think if you're not going to try hard to make the characters think, then all of your, you can do all the subtext, all the little Easter eggs and links and all, like, all the little things you want. But it's not going to make it a fully great film if you haven't managed to link those things together. And we can't say that we've never both seen films where a character changes throughout the film yeah, goes through it and it still has the subtext you understand that there's more layers to it than that but it works fantastically and that's why I just think if, I, if I'm kind of wrapping up my ideas I'm kind of saying that visually it's great character wise it's weak yeah. and, but not completely it, it tries but it, it messes I feel like it just doesn't stick the landing and it doesn't try hard enough to get us to know the characters it, and yeah. overall I think if you haven't got the basics of the storytelling in place and the rest of it, it, you can say that this is great and this is great. Yeah. There are some great things in there, but it's not a full, I wouldn't say this is a fully great film unless I'm actually invested in the, the full yeah. story and the thing. And if there are bits where I'm thinking, mm, and there's plot holes, then it's great. It's a lovely piece of, you know, people said art house. It's a lovely piece of art even. You yeah. Know, it's beautiful. It's it fantastic. Beautiful. There's extra yeah. things to look into. So it's great in that. And I, that's why I couldn't also say that it's a completely terrible film. It's not a terrible film. No. It's watchable. It's, 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 I was about to say enjoyable, but that's not the word I would use because I, it, it's not, I guess you can have that in circling. If you know horror film, I think it's a bit predictable. And I just think those layers could be, could, there, there was a, there was something great there. Yeah. But it, I don't believe he pulled it off. And I don't believe he pulled that off with Hereditary either. I just yeah. don't think, you know, I think there is a possibility that, you know, I don't know yet whether Ari Aster is a great director or not. Yeah. He's a great visual, but then I always put that down to cinematographer yeah. more than... Well, you know. I mean, speaking of the writing, I have... I almost think that, I mean, to, to talk about another director who's, who's you know, known to be massively up and coming or is, is a new... A new person jordan peele yeah. i think jordan peele's films are almost the opposite i think they are i mean i, I really i like to get out and i had a lot of good sub themes but i think jordan peele is an incredible writer and yeah. i think his i mean he could balance he can put comedy in horror so well i mean because he's a great comedian yeah um but i don't think he's an overly strong director whereas i think it's the other way with this i think i think he i think arias is clearly a talented director yeah. And can clearly put stuff together. But it's just, it's the writing and it's the kind of the actual bones of the film where I think it falls down. Yeah. I mean, we... we... I do think, yeah, I think it, I think you've hit it on the net. I, think... I don't know how much oh, longer yeah. we've got. We could just suddenly get out. But, yeah. We're, I mean, just kind of, we're just kind of building up. But um, the... Um, should we I try do, and cover I, the ending? I do think you've there hit it think. nail on the head though there. That yeah. The writer is not he's not he is someone who i think could do with someone being there to be like you need we to need you to need to tighten it. this up a bit. you need to think about this more what is the main theme you want to focus on kind of thing because yeah. that's kind of what makes more of a great film is when they really are certain 
And as we've said, we seem to get so many different views from different people, but also from Ariasta himself. I've seen a lot of where, when I've looked at his comments, he seems to give a lot of different comments on things as if he doesn't really know exactly yeah. what his main point was or what his thing. <laughs> and, and that's what I mean. So then, you know, so you need someone to help you with that vision a little bit more. I yeah. do think that he could make a fantastic film, possibly with a story idea by him, but someone else writing right. the screenplay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I want to talk about the ending, but we only get an hour and a half on this, so we have. Kind of uh, got over. Yeah, well, we don't know that. Yeah, like, don't, it's, it's still going. It's still so going. We're so hope we're for the best. But if we do suddenly cut out, then obviously um, let us know your thoughts and find us on Twitter at CMTH Podcast and Instagram, just in case we cut out. Yeah. I'd leave us a review if you know. Hopefully, we'll get subscribe. some of those Twitter, <laughs> all those over the Twitter, having a little listen to think yeah. of the, and adding their views. Hopefully, um, um, but, let's talk about the. Are we talking about the, we're talking the about final the, shot? Let's talk or? about the, the the final ending. So. I mean, one. So we find out that um, the uh, Pell and um, Ingram and a couple of other people have been sent out to re- recruit people to come back as a sacrifice. So they need. They have four from the village. Yeah. Um, four that have been brought back. And I just quickly touching on Pell. I actually find Pell a really interesting character because he mentions that he knows what's what Danny's been through, and he. Mm. Um, oh, it's Carrie. He knows what what Danny's been what Danny has been through, um, and sorry, my cat carries his cat. By the way, that was a distra- <laughs> yeah. when you're all there, look, there's Carrie. That yeah. wasn't what Pell says. No, that's what <laughs> Pell says. Um, but he uh, he says that he knows what Danny's been through because his family died in a fire as well. Yeah. So it left me, you know, at the end of the film, it left me questioning. Now that now has Danny joined the commune um, because they have these four sacrifices who are brought in four sacrifices from the village and then the may queen gets to decide who the final sacrifice is whether it's someone from the the commune or whether it's one of the outsiders and the outsider here is christian who has been rendered you know paralyzed after piping that lass he realizes how fucked up it is he tries to run away he sees the bodies uh, and he gets rendered unconscious she chooses Christian to be burnt, um, and then they they stuff him into a bear from the foreshadowing earlier, <laughs> and they put him in with a bunch of other, you know, with the, the sacrifices. And the bodies of Mark and Josh. The bodies stuffed. of Mark and Josh and um, the British guy. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, and then they, they burn it down, and it's, it's a beautifully done scene because Christian is, um, you know, is, is completely paralyzed, but still alive, and I can imagine still feeling yeah um and they cut you know they burn this you uh, you understand the, the the pain obviously and you get to see it from some of the other guys especially because yeah, he's more out of it but the other guys you see them start to burn and screaming scream, and things yeah. like that and it's a beautiful it's, it's beautifully, shot. beautifully shot and then you see you know danny watching it wearing this thing which is apparently ten thousand flowers put together to make yeah, it seem. i believe that yeah <laughs> um, it's sold for like 10 grand or like 50 grand or something like that, apparently. Um, And um, it was basically, um, she then sees, uh, where was it there? Um, The dress worn by Pew, $65,000. She then is initially horrified by this. And as the, as the, as the people are burning the, uh, the rest of the commune, as they have throughout the film, are kind of mirroring this as like a living organism. They're all feeling the same thing. Um, but um, what we don't kind of see uh, is that 
you know, Carol, I keep thinking of Carrie because my cat's there. I just want to take a picture of you with her. Um, <laughs> what we, you know, what we see is um, uh, initially Danny is kind of distraught by this. And then she starts to smile and, you know, starts to kind of accept it, you know. And, you know, a lot of people have said it, it's kind of the catharsisism that she's getting rid of her old life and she's breaking up with Christian and she's, yeah, you know, that, like physically mentioned before, that kind of a evolution that they've kind of come their separate ways finally. And, yeah. And this is 100%. He's fu- at least she can finally release. Like, it's gone. There's no chance of going back now. There's, yeah. That's it. I mean, and and obviously, yeah, I, like that's that was my most obvious. And obviously, the other one is that she goes into complete psychosis. That's what I'm of, thinking. You know, what yeah. I mean, she's just gone mad because he's fucking like, okay, shit, like, <laughs> yeah, has she? Um, it, I like that. I like that you were left with a question of has you know has she embraced the commune and is this because the only thing tying her to her old life was uh, was Christian, you know, yeah, family well, now, are yeah, dead, they're all gone. Um, and she's at school, but she can drop that. And it's just, you know, Christian. But now they're all gone. And now is she embracing her life in this commune? Mm. And now, and another thing I was thinking, if this is what happened to Pell, will Danny now go back out and try to bring people in for the next festival? Mm. Will that be her, you know, trajectory? It seemed like it was more the males that do that, though, weirdly. It seemed like it. But... It feels like the female state. There was a very much of a back, uh, like... yeah. People are talking about this as like forward figure and figure like that, but the women mainly seem to do the job <laughs> work. Yeah, they and do. The men seem to walk around being like Just walk around that, in white that bitch ain't doing enough work. <laughs> yeah, um, but um, or yeah, or has Danny gone? You know, has she Just completely broken. gone? Is she completely broken? And is this an act of I think pure madness? I think the first one's obviously the the nicer version yeah. of that. Um, and I, but I, I think like like I said, like I believe that the women seem to have a certain role. And I think that the results of the case of the psycho, that if it cracks in the head that suddenly, what is she going to be now? Because it's basically, you're going to be uh, working on that, but you're also possibly going to be some weird woman that dances naked around every time they have a sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. Like this is your life now. You are now going to either be a baby maker or a naked dancer. Yeah. <laughs> so basically she is, that's your trajectory. You know, she, you know, she, <laughs> basically working the same job as a stripper, and a stripper yeah. but, but with weird sacrifices yeah. and death instead and flowers um but it, and it's like it works i like i, I, mean, I like yeah, the I liked final it. shot it wasn't i, I, I like yeah. the, the the burning building um but at the same time as i said like the, the burning building the burning wicker man the burning yeah. thing you know what i mean which what like the the wicker the wicker man like you had the screaming and the thing and that really stayed with me which i don't think this yeah. as much did the whole burning part like and it was what i expected to see i was waiting for it because i felt such strong wicker man vibe yeah i was like when someone burning and once i was like is that going to be our big finale once i saw the the different layer yeah the different layer they've got into this is danny's story where you've got someone who's instead of just the completely ominous dark ending of the way you've got this weird like rebirth kind of thing with danny which is which is a nice thing, and it's just one of those things where it's a mashup, isn't it? It's a yeah. mashup of films, it's a mashup of ideas, and it's the same way that we've talked about that there are things that are really nice like that, like that's yeah. it beautifully shot, beautifully done, and it's a it's a nice and it's an effective ending, and that's why you just kind of feel like it's one of those like it's the pieces that we talked about earlier, yeah. your cake, my vase, yeah, you know, it's the pieces that make they're great pieces, and you know, structurally something, but I don't know if it makes it a 
a great film. I would, I would, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, it is a very divisive film. Um, and if pe- people are, are entitled to hate it, and people yeah. are entitled to love it, like if you if you love this film, we are not we're not dictators. Yeah. So we, yeah. we have not got that power yet. Yeah, and I mean, e- there's even films. <laughs> yeah, not yet. What's <laughs> <laughs> Casper Tell enter the local elections? Yes, <laughs> the sneaking there. Yeah, <laughs> in, a, in about twelve years' time, when we've taken over, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think one of the things is that they these films are divisive, you know, just just through their nature. Would I say it's a groundbreaking film? No. Would I say it's it's one of the best, you know, films ever? No. no. Would I say it's worth watching? Yeah, I would. Watch it because every divisive film you should watch to get your own opinion. opinion yeah. I think that's where it falls into that it's more of a case of you should watch it purely just to find out how you feel about the film. Yeah. Um, although I think, as I, I mentioned before to you, um, I do feel like the divisive nature is very much possibly down to the fact that when you get a film where people say it's divisive, yeah, it just makes people think of it in a very divisive way. Black and white term, you, know I mean? you love it or you hate it. That's what I mean. Because as I said, like as much as I did think about it, I didn't necessarily. There weren't any scenes that really like haunted my dreams or anything like that. There wasn't anything that's set in my mind. And I've, there are horror films, psychological horror films. And this is the best I put it into. I put it into psychological horror. Yeah. You know what I mean? Folk horrors, they that said. That kind of yeah. thing. Folk horror. Um, but, you know, and then there, there are some films that kind of make me think, mm, I don't really know whether I'd even say that is a horror film. And this just about gets past that boundary, but it's it's a bit like hit and miss in my mind whether yeah. it even is because I guess it's trying to be more than one thing. Well, I would put it. I would say it's a horror film, but it, I would I would put it uh, more along the lines of something like Sixth Sense. Or yeah. one of the things I got from this film was, um, and I said it on our Twitter, is it's like a it's like a mashup of The Wicker Man and The Village. Yeah, that's the way it feels to me, and I would, you know, I would say that I would say the I'd village say is a horror film. Fairly, uh, I'd but. say that's a fairly appropriate because uh, the Wicker Man's a a, a classic, and uh, the village is pretty poor. <laughs> yeah, but it, so, <laughs> it's a match of those yeah. two feelings. It's a great film mixed in with a poor film, and we've got whatever's left over. Yeah, but I mean, I to yeah. twist your words. Yeah, you twist. <laughs> I my twisted words. your you devil, you absolute devil. Um, but no, I think I think I would definitely recommend people watch it purely because I mean I don't think we have I know we've covered the main story beats, but it is a you know it is a two hours and twenty minutes film. You'll I probably I forget. If I, uh, trust me, while you got about that first hour in, you'll have forgotten what most of your life's about. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I keep saying it in these very rare ways because this I guess this is it for me. Like the 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 critical part of me is saying that these are the bits that are good or bad, but. There is a part of me that kind of feels quite like it just, I don't know. I guess, I guess it's uh, underwhelming that it should have been better than it is. See, I find, I find I prefer, but the then more I, I talk didn't really know that much about yeah. it. So I can't say it's really that underwhelming. So I guess there's just talk about it that the more I talk about it, it's, it's layered. Yes. In some ways, but this is kind of, it's one of those films where you talk about it. And you can find all of these stuff, but there's a difference between a film that you can talk about in depth and the film that's actually enjoyable to watch in depth. And I don't think the first one is true of it. I feel like it's more, I've had more fun discussing it than I had than I did watching it 
kind of thing. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Like, I think I definitely I I enjoyed the film, um, and I liked watching it. But I I like like you know talking about it, and I don't. I think it will take another viewing of this film before I settle my brain. I think it'll whether that was a weird way to put it, but I will either say. If you know when I watch this again, and I will eventually down the line, you know, in a couple of weeks maybe, and I will, it will either solidify it as being a film yeah. that I really enjoy and I really like, and I, I, you know, the plot holes and stuff like that, I, I either connect them to other stuff or I can let them go, or it will kind of remain in my brain as just like a film that I've watched for the experience and so we can talk about it and so yeah. we can see what the crack is, but it's not going to be a film that I revisit. You know, yeah. I think that's, it'll, it'll, it'll make or break the next one. It's definitely, that's where it kind of set for me. It kind of set on, I can talk about it. I discuss it. I might, if people are interested, if I know that they're interested in horror films and theory and things like that, but it, if I had someone like most, like if I had most regular normal viewers, I 100% understand why people wouldn't enjoy this film because unless you like thinking about the theory and the depth of the film, if you just want an entertaining experience, like a standard, like a, a movie, like a, what's built for a movie, you know what I mean? That kind That's- of standard storytelling or, you know, which can be more twisted, then it's just not yeah. this. If you know, you want, it, it's yeah. in my mind, it's kind of like, I, I know you didn't see this film, but the latest Christopher Nolan film, Talent. Yeah, Talent. It's, it's like a mind-boggling, like you don't know what happened. And it, it is enjoyable in the kind of like, oh, action, that's happened. Oh my God. And it's kind of the opposite of like, this film's more enjoyable to talk about. The second with that one, the second you start to think about it, it all just kind of falls apart in your head. Like, there's just so much that just doesn't make any I've sense and I shouldn't have to I shouldn't have to go and read a film yeah to go and know what happened in that film sometimes I want to see a film such as Dwayne the Rock Johnson skyscraper yeah. where he makes a big jump so yeah <laughs> if, if you are a horror fan who really loves like slashes and simp- you know kind of like I don't know the conjuring and things like that things that aren't that, that aren't too much that's your favorite kind of horror this is not a horror for you. No, it's not a horror for you, but I would say watch it. But I'd still so say can, give it a try. Why just not? Because you could, <laughs> yeah. Whilst I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm literally right down the middle. Yeah. And I, but I 100% would not put it near great horror films. I would have put it near great horror films. I would, I, yeah. I would say it's worth a watch. And if, like me... An interesting experience. An interesting experience. And if, like me, you want... Because I've heard a lot that it gets better on the second viewing... I'd recommend if you're keen on doing it, watch it again like I am if you're on the fence. Um, or try and find the director's cut. Try and find the director's cut. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of... Have you got anything more to say? I mean, I know we've no, glossed um, over quite a lot of the film, which I think... I just... I know... Ruined. Yeah, no, I know... Yeah, so this is more of a sort of that way, but most likely you've already seen it if you're watching this, hopefully. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm interested to see where Ari Aster goes next. Definitely. Um, purely just to see if I can work out whether he is or isn't a good director. Cause I don't, I don't know. No, he's it, like, he, no, I, as we said, I think he's a good director. I don't know if he's a great storyteller. Yeah. Is the I, difference, the, you know, so I'm interested to see where we go next because he's got a film like, he is a director right now who's so divisive that if his next film is just plain old crap, 
And that's, that's how he solidifies his future. It, it, it reminds and me people of... people go back to these films and go, and go mm, you know what? He was kind of pretentious and he was yeah. kind of... It reminds me he could potentially be on the same trajectory as M. Night Shyamalan. He could, yes. You know, um, yeah. his first couple of films... Although his, I would, yeah, his, yeah, he's definitely, it's definitely that same kind of divisive idea. Yeah, Um, and I think, yeah, with M Night Shyamalan, though, his, it was, his was a little bit more of accessible films than these. Yeah, they're more accessible, but but he got into the whole. Yeah, and I know Ari Aster's next film is he's got uh, Wacky in Phoenix. Yeah, he has. Um, I've blanked on what the the title of the film is. Um, but. Although some people don't think that it's actually going to be a horror film, it's but a weird. Then, let's it, try and find we it. Know, it, it. It's a weird be. title film, isn't it? Um, it? It's a weird film with um, apparently he had several scenes. different Disappointment films. Boulevard. Apparently. Disappointment Boulevard. He had several films apparently that were his next choices uh, to make. Apparently, he has like three different scripts roaming around. So apparently yeah. this is a different one, but you wanted to work with Joaquin Phoenix. But Joaquin Phoenix, again, is someone who can be quite a pretentious actor and sometimes he can do really great stuff and he's a good actor, but sometimes he can do stuff where people just sit there and go, what the fuck was he, that? He like, can be a happened? bit of an acquired taste, can he, at times? So, um, you know, I don't know if this, for me, feels like a good pairing or one that I'm going to sit there and go, you're still, this is just <laughs> pissing me off. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? What is this? I guess we're going to find out. We're going to find out. We're going to keep... Keep an eye on Ari Aster, yeah. coddle him like a baby until, until we you. work out if he's, you know, an angel or a devil. Yeah. That's not a threat, by the way. <laughs> if you listen to this, Ari Aster, we're monitoring you, but yes. in a, in a responsible and good you way. Can, you can approach us. Yeah. Um, we'll but, take you to hell. <laughs> <laughs> but I believe, you know, that's That's, that's it. it for this week, yeah. Uh, we don't have a plan for the next episode, so we can't really tell you what it's going to be. Um, but you'll be listening to it in a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> slowly we'll hopefully at some point be able to build back towards the full audio experience that yeah. we had with our big old Dan Motto, Motti, because we are missing him. We are missing <laughs> Being him. here for the producing credits. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but the team the team will be back together shortly because the, the roadmap is out and things are looking pretty positive. Hopefully good until possibly schools ruin it and we all end up back in hell. <laughs> but... Um, I mean, let, you, yeah, let us know your feelings on this film. Um, as you can see, it's caused a bit of division between the Cast Me to Hell boys. I mean, there's some points that we don't agree on, but we 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 appreciate and accept that we can have different views. Um, so, but let, come and let us know your thoughts on this film and any points that we might have missed. I know we've we've gone over quite a lot. Any points that we might have interpreted different to yourself. Um, and hit the subscribe button so you get our next episodes as soon as they're released and uh, leave us a review and we shall see you soon we're over on twitter and instagram at at cmth podcast we shall see you soon bye